Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, DBP listeners, guess what today is? National Wine Day! Woo-hoo! Cheers to you. It's like our holiday. It is definitely like one of the most important holidays for for us here at DBP and hopefully for you too. So we are spending today preparing for an awesome upcoming episode for you. And obviously drinking wine. Yeah, I mean that goes without yeah. being, yeah. <laughs> it goes on stuff. And happy Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day so weekend. we've got a lot to celebrate, but most importantly... Drink up, people. Drink up. Make sure you share your celebration libations and pass that wine. Yeah. On to the episode. Hey, everyone. It's episode four of GBP. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. And we would like to welcome you to this episode where we are going to be drinking the Intrinsic Cabernet, uh, the 2016. Sarah, you want to tell us a little bit about the wine itself and the topic that we've got going on here while I pop it open? Sure. So our pairing today is, as Jamie said, the intrinsic wine. And we are going to be talking a little bit about um, intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. So what motivates you? Where does it come from? Does it come from your inner self? Does it come from outer sources? Or, you know, maybe, oh, there we go. So, um, that's a little bit about our episode and our wine today. And I think Jamie's going to go ahead and start pouring because we need to get into this. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, and like Jamie said, this is a Cabernet Sauvignon. 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. From California. Um, and... Ooh, ooh, sorry. So, and typical for Cabernets, this one that we just poured is uh, quite dark red looking it is um it's pretty deep and a little bit of a ruby tone i would say but um very i think a a deep dark purple red so that's typical for cabernet so uh jamie do you want to tell us at what number is cabernet (laughs) most i'm sorry (laughs) i think i know where you're going (laughs) So Cabernet Sauvignon is actually, uh, it was, it's newer to the States, but, uh, it's shouldn't be that surprising. It is the top, uh, grape across the entire world, not just stateside. It is across the entire world, which actually surprised me. But one other thing I read about it is that this is such an easy thing to say, right? Cabernet. I'm looking for a cab, whatever, not like some crazy grape, like uh, Nebbiolo or, I'm sure there are other to not, there are other weird ones, but this is a, uh, I think pretty much everywhere you go, everyone's got a cab. Everyone's they got know a cab. a cab. Everyone knows what a cab is. Big, bold, and beautiful. Yeah. That's okay. Beautiful. So cheers. cheers. Ah. <laughs> Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. A little bit of an echo. So, um, we'll get into a little bit of the tasting. Uh, we're going to let it open up a bit first and, um, talk a little more about cab and then get into our topic for tonight but um so if you do get a cabernet sauvignon usually it's 100 percent cabernet mm-hmm. but sometimes you might get something else in there maybe like 10 percent cabernet franc or like sure. a different type of wine so um it doesn't 
always have to be 100%, but it does have to be um, at least 75%. Yeah, and that's what's interesting is that like you can actually have something listed on the front of the label as being you know a specific varietal, but truly it's blended with something else. And Merlot is another big blending grape that they sometimes put with Cab. Um, but a lot of your red blends... I would say almost always, not always, but most of the time have cap in there. Oh, sure. Unless you're talking like, about the GSM blend, but that is totally yeah, different. Like if you see, if you this have a red is... blend wine and you look on the back, you're going to find cap. I mean. Cab- Cabernet Sauvignon specifically. Sauvignon. 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 And did you know, <laughs> did you know it has its own holiday? <laughs> it does? Yeah. You mean like Beaujolais Nouveau has its own holiday? I think we need another party. Um, I think it's going to go on the calendar. When is it? Uh, it's the Thursday before Labor Day. So this year it's August 30th of 2018. I could get on board with that. Yeah. Like nice summer, end of summer, into yeah. going into fall. Little cab party. It'll be fun. It'll so be fun. I'm seeing here that this particular holiday is not... It's, it's a relatively new holiday. Right? We talked about Beaujolais Nouveau kind of being that 1985 thing, but like this is like 2010. It's because we need a reason to party. Uh, obviously. It was started I'm, by Napa wineries, but to probably generate sales and... Sure. You know, I mean, why the hell not? Whoever, these are smart people. I mean, you're making money, you're drinking Brilliant wine. Brilliant people. How do you intoxicate people more? Yeah. You make a holiday. Well, people are always like, well, do you want a big, a big... Bold, beautiful, like I already said, this Cabernet or... It is really pretty. You know, it is pretty. But I think for Napa, it's a pretty common wine. Yeah. They, they, it's it's um, one of the biggest California wines. And it I think it is one of the wines, at least, that brought California kind of on the map for yep. the world. So, I, I mean, probably Cab and Chardonnay yeah, were and, the two, really. I mean, everything is grown there, so... Um, so, a couple other things about Cabernet Sauvignon. It is the child of Cabernet Franc, which Sarah mentioned before, and also our Sauvignon Blanc, which is where it gets that Sauvignon name from. Uh, which is kind of unusual when you think about it, because Sauvignon Blanc is a it's a white grape, right? And when we talk about Cabernet Sauvignon, it's such a deep, dark colored grape mm-hmm. that you're kind it, full body, full bodied. I'm actually kind of curious, like. What Sauvignon Blanc actually brought to the table with this one? Um, maybe it was the milkman's baby. I'm not sure, <laughs> but like it does to me. It's just bastard like, I just adopted don't child. See what <laughs> like where it pulls Sauvignon Blanc from? Um, yeah. So yeah. So there's that, and then um, again, these you know these are very dark skinned grapes. Very dark skinned grapes, uh, dark and thick skinned grapes, uh, which means that they are pretty resistant to specific hazards and um, rot. So you're not going to find that, uh, oh my gosh, I need to figure out how to say that word. Um, but like the noble rot, like you're not going to find that quite um, as much on these particular grapes. Can you tell our listeners what rot means? Rot is like when your grapes are starting to rot. To get funky. They're getting funky. Like they're starting to take on molds. Like and when you pull them out of the fridge and they have that like yeah slimy and you're like, yep. uh, I don't know. And the thing is that some wines actually use that to for their, flavor. For to flavor. Some flavor. And it's, you know, like I'd say that if I saw it in my fridge, I'd be really, really grossed out by it. But 
not when not as much like when I talk about like making wine because guess what wine is fermented grapes anyway and so whether it's on the vine whether it's in a tank or a, a barrel like does it matter I don't think so no not to this girl I don't think so no <laughs> who doesn't care not to these girls this girl not, these girls not the drunk bitches the DBP no no no, no no okay um, so, so yeah let's you know let's talk a little bit seeing as um you know our wine is called intrinsic we've yes. got our topic um what you know when we think about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation well let's talk about the difference between the two okay so I feel like intrinsic motivation is like that inner voice in you that really is trying that you have the motivation to do something because it makes you feel good and you feel like you need to do that for almost your your vitality, I would say. Like it's almost a survival thing that like that makes you feel like you some people yeah. have inner motivation to do certain things and yes. others don't. And I feel like this is where that is. And you know, maybe your inner motivation is to <clears throat> go to school and become an engineer or an electrician. I'm starting but to laugh because I'm thinking about a Friends episode that I oh. think is really, really relates well to this. Do our listeners know how much we refer to Friends yet? <laughs> Not quite, but they soon will. <laughs> um, wait, do you remember the episode where... Um, they're talking about how, um, I think Phoebe says something like she hasn't done anything good. And then she says, Oh, but I let this bee sting me. Like, do you remember this episode? And there, she's like, it was, I was so nice. I let a bee sting me and then the bee, and it didn't make me feel good. Cause you were talking about like doing things to make you feel good and how it's like, it actually has like a benefit for you. And she said, I did something and this had no benefit to me. And they're like, well, the bee died. Yeah. And so then she then felt bad about it and whatever. But the point is that like, I think that the difference between the intrinsic and the extrinsic are that you don't foresee or you don't expect any sort of reward. And I don't know if it's like, I feel like it's a fine line because like intrinsic, you're not looking for a reward when you do something. You're kind of doing it because you want to do it. It makes you feel good. It, It makes you feel good. But you don't get any, like, for example, I would say... One of, and I think a lot of times it's like, it's a hobby almost because Mm -hmm. you're motivated to do things that you like. Yeah. You know, so like for me, I enjoy spinning. Yeah. And that is an intrinsic motivation. No one, like, of course you get the health benefits, but no one is on me about that. Right. And I feel like regardless of the health benefits, it does make me feel good. Or like I enjoy playing piano, Mm -hmm. which I haven't done in a few months because we've been in the moving process um but you you've know, got to that is something that I enjoy and I feel like it gives me satisfaction however I will say that my father was is a g- amazing piano player and so I do think that partially he's you did it because he was motivating you to um, yes and no. I do think that he was, but at the same time, I think that I wanted to live up to mm. basically, not his expectations because he didn't really have expectations for it, but maybe be able to be at his level at some yeah. point. So, so I'd say that's more it was always a goal. in nature. Yeah. It was yeah. always a goal for me, but no one made me do it. So let's, 
segue a little bit into sort of like, because that, that was like you growing up. So, um, taking this into, you know, what types of motivation intrinsic versus extrinsic did we find as we were growing up into adulthood now? And I think that probably as children, I would say that there was, it was probably more half and half. I'd say that we wanted to play, we wanted to do things that were fun for us, but at the same time, we were motivated by perhaps like an allowance. So we had to do these chores that we were, you know, like the bane. Dusting was like the bane of my existence. Like I absolutely, oh oh my gosh, I, oh no. Mm -mm. I do laundry. I had to do that too. Trust me. Trust Mm me. And if I didn't fold the clothes right, I had to refold them. Oh, that's I also, on a couple occasions, was super sassy about uh, the dusting of the stairs, and my mom made me redo them. Mom, I love you. <laughs> I'm not... I kind of think that's amazing. <laughs> oh, she did. She goes, uh, that took you five minutes. It should take you longer than that. Go up and do it again. And I, fair enough, I totally deserved it because I definitely didn't do it. I was like, oh, here's a rag. I'm just like basically brushing like the banisters with it. That's all I did. I love that you had to dust the stairs. Can we at least talk about that? Oh my God. It was like your, it was like your stairs. They had like the little like ridges and stuff like, like on like the, I don't know. Should I be dusting my stairs? I don't know if I do that. I don't know. I think I vacuumed them. The the thingies? Oh. The the spindles. The spindles. Oh, okay. I mean, I did dust like the sides of the stairs, but we had carpet over some of our stairs. Ah. I digress. But anyway, I do think as children, we were kind of motivated by both. But I think as we've gotten older, there's more of that extrinsic thing, right? We move from like, I I would even say high school starts to lean more towards that extrinsic nature because you're trying to get grades in order to get into certain schools. And then once you get into college, at least me, and once I got into college, like, I worked so hard. Don't you think, though, that that extrinsic motivation starts earlier than that? Because like, even yeah. think of, like, the little child. No, I, I definitely think it started early. Who wants to please early. their parents. But I think, the, I think that the balance between intrinsic versus extrinsic, like, when you're younger, like, you don't have as many cares in the world. You don't have as many responsibilities. I think it's more intrinsic. But you have an extrinsic motivation because I do think if your parents want to instill some other behaviors or habits, like, oh, you shouldn't hate your sister. Or, like, then you you have, like, you get punished for it. Mm-hmm. And it's extrinsic motivation is not always reward. It can be punishment, too. And so... It's basically something that is motivating you to act in a particular way in order to achieve whatever outcome it is that you're looking for. And so I do think that as you, as a child, like you do have some of those intrinsic motivations, but like it's slowly, I think the intrinsic, gosh, sorry, the extrinsic starts to slowly take over any sort of intrinsic motivators Likely due to, like, the time factor, too. Well, but don't you think, when you talk about these extrinsic motivators, that sometimes we're just talking about consequences? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. I think, like, sometimes it's, it's like you said, like, the negative. Like, oh, you got to do good in school, or you're going to fail out, and yeah. you're going to be a loser, or, like, yes. you know. <laughs> and whether that's placed on you by somebody else, or you have yourself placed that that motivation on you like 
like I, I just remember like my brother was valedictorian in eighth grade and I wanted more than anything to be valedictorian in eighth grade. And so I worked really, really hard because, oh, cause I probably wanted to beat him, but like I, that was like my motivation and I could not afford to get bad grades because I wouldn't achieve that. And, but I placed that on myself. My parents didn't really have that set that expectation for me. Right. So but you can do that. I think it's internal, internal and external, both intrinsic. Well, and sometimes it's extrinsic. hard to tell too. That's true. Like, you know, like, have you ever asked someone why they do something sometimes? Like, seriously. I mean, if you are like people, for example, who like have to finish that 10K or have to do like, mm-hmm. have to get to that top or like, you know, I have to finish this project. Why? <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. Ask someone like, why? Like what's going to happen? Is the you're literally world? asking, is this intrinsic or extrinsic is what you're saying. Is someone making you? Why do you take spin class? Because I, I don't know. See? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I like it. You know, it makes me feel good. I feel accomplished after. I feel like I'm a very restless person. And so mm-hmm. I need I need a, an outlet for my energy. And yeah. I, need, I need to be able to, to put that somewhere. Otherwise, you know, things don't go so well. And I, I don't know. I have little anger issues at times. Um, <laughs> so, so I... Okay. Okay. Based on what you just said... And based on this definition that I've pulled from, I think it was Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it says intrinsic motivation is the incentive to undertake an activity based on the expected enjoyment of the activity itself, which I think that you have. You like spinning. Yeah. But it says rather than external benefits that might result, I feel like the physical benefits are extrinsic motivators but so again, you find that balance in like every, in, yeah. And in I think the cycle. best, the best things that people do have a balance. Absolutely. Like it's, I it's totally always, agree with that. I mean, that's the best reason to do something is if you have that balance. Right. Like there might be times when, um, you know, you're like, God, I really, I like, I could just sit at home and just like relax and like not do anything, but like my friends are doing something really fun and I really kind of want to like see them, but I, but see right there is that battle in your head of what is actually going to make you happy. And like, sometimes you That's don't true. know what that intrinsic thing is, is like, am I going to be happier if I, if I just like sit on the couch or am I going to regret it later and wish I hung out with my friends? Because you have that basically that potential for happiness and for fun with your friends. And so that's why you go. And there's sometimes where like that actually works out really well. Mm-hmm. And there's other times maybe where like, I don't know, you and this is for me at least, usually the less, you know, the lesser of the two things. But there's sometimes where like maybe you go and it's not the best night, or maybe someone got in a fight, or like Or I'm just uh, old and get tired. <laughs> That too. Maybe you're like, my comfy pants oh. sound really good right now, and that and that glass of wine in that, that Friends episode. Yeah, mm. the glass of wine that I'm probably having with my friends is still delicious, but maybe it would be better enjoyed if I was, you know, sometimes on the couch. And then other times, like maybe you're sitting and you're like, you know, I really just want to like get out and talk to people and be with my friends and like. So I do think that. 
you that's know, like an, that's intrinsically motivated because it's you're doing something for your own enjoyment. Yeah, but sometimes you don't know what that is, and I think yeah. the biggest. Okay, and now I'm getting a little serious, people. <laughs> I need to drink more wine. Oh, you need more wine. I think the biggest reason I don't think America is very happy. I don't think America as a country is very happy, and no. I think a lot of that has to do because people. A, don't know what makes them happy. We lose sight of it uh-huh. easily. And B, are in these jobs that they dislike, that they're only doing for external motivators like money, obviously, like to support their family. But what if you're good at it? That doesn't mean that it makes you happy. That's true. It doesn't mean that it makes you happy, but you're really good Practice at it. makes perfect, right? So, like, if you do something every day over and over again. Well,. I, I mean, not argue, every job. I could argue and yeah. quote my band director from high school and say practice makes permanent mm-hmm. and not perfect. You need to practice perfectly in order to make it permanent. And that would that be was true his too. Argument. But either way, you're still doing your job, right? Yeah. You're still doing a good job. So, like, and I'm not so much talking about, like, I mean, like, so many people have jobs that are very dynamic and you have to keep adapting and they challenge you. But there's other jobs, like, for example, if you're a cashier, I mean, you're really doing the same thing every day. There's a lot of monotony there. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Unless, oh well, unless you really like just talking to, like, I sit there and think about, like, aspects about my prior jobs that I really enjoyed. And did I hate my job? Like, like my YMCA job. I loved what I did. I did not like some of the situations I was in. Um, some of the staffing, hire, whatever, things happening. But man, I loved showing up to work even though I worked 16-hour days for three months straight because they wouldn't let me hire somebody to work at the front desk. I loved going to work just so I could see the members and talk to them. See, but... I found a true joy of of, of having that people, that physical, like, human interaction. And to me, although it didn't totally outweigh it, that was, like, my... And you make pennies. I mean, like, I made pennies when I worked at the Y. Like, I, there's, that extrinsic motivation is not really there in that respect. Right. I'd say that that was more intrinsically motivated also because I liked, you know, the aspects of my job and I got to use my degree, which was great. <clears throat> but see, you're, you're gaining experience, which might set you up for a better job. Mm, that's a good point. But that, but I think it depends on how you think about it. So I know like in our millennial conversation, in our previous episode, we talked a little bit about how like, they like hop jobs a little bit. Yes. And how if they're not satisfied with one job, they just kind of like skip around. That's a, that's a stereotype. That's something that mm-hmm. seems to be typical. I'm not saying that it happens to everybody who falls into that millennial category. But so I'd say that they're more for sure extrinsically motivated. But for people who like for my job at the Y, like, I didn't really look at it as like I'm learning new skills or I'm doing this like so that I can like advance my career within the wire elsewhere. It was just like something that I was doing and I found different different pieces of it that I truly enjoyed and that far outweighed I think any sort of extrinsic motivation. I don't think I ever th- I was also really young so I probably didn't think about yeah. it in that in that respect in that way. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think another point is 
in people that have their jobs mm-hmm. that they go to every day and they are going for that paycheck or mm-hmm. whatever other extrinsic, extrinsic motivator. But most of the time it's for a paycheck. Some people can get by. And I know a lot of people that can just get by on their jobs. Like oh, they don't yeah. really do their best. They don't put their you know, best foot forward. Mm-hmm. They don't do quality work. They get by. They do okay. They do what they need to do to make sure that they meet the The minimum. Yeah. Meet the minimum. I think people who have more intrinsic motivation to do quality work, you know, that's a little different because there's so many people who could just get by, but really... Things would be less stressful if that's what you did. Yeah, but there's like, I mean... Or probably. Yeah, but like... Have you ever been like up at night, like thinking about like, was that good enough? Like, yes, you know, do I, I have, but I, I don't think that's everybody, but that's also because some people just have, and not that that's a good or bad thing. Because I feel like there's positive and people are able to prioritize in different situations. And as I grow older, Mm -hmm. I feel like work matters less and life matters more. And so, like, you don't actually stress yourself out as much. And also, I think that comes with experience because you know you've been doing certain things for so long that you're like, it's going to work itself out. It's okay. I'm not going to stress about this. Whereas before, you might be like, Sarah, you're so wise. (laughs) I wish I was something. Before, you might be like, oh, my God, there's no way. I'm not doing a good job. But you know what? I obsess a lot about a lot of things. Like, sometimes I'm like... Did I say that wrong? Was oh my god, did that person take that wrong? Yes. Like was I was I not cuz I barely have a filter. Listen, you I'm, are not an abrasive person though. No, but there's some days where I'm at work and I say <laughs> things sometimes and I'm like I probably shouldn't have said that. But reasons I'm why like, I'm thankful I work remotely most of the time. Yeah, I mean, you sit in a meeting sometimes and you're just, I mean, I think a lot of things that I don't say. But there's times, sometimes, like, someone asks me a question, and I'm like, yeah, no, we can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> then I'm like, <laughs> but, like, I <laughs> I think I have, I just, I don't, I've come to a point in life where I, I kind of don't give a shit what people think about me. So what do you do, like, in terms of, like, thinking about, like, a shift, right? So, like, if you're saying that you... Not that you care less about work, because I don't want to imply that you I don't, are like I, just I, kind of like, meh. No, I just think I stress less about the little things. Okay. Because it's like... So what do you do? What would you say that you do now as an adult that you're intrinsically motivated to do? I know we talked about the spinning, but like, what else, what else do you find, um, you know, gives you sort of that enjoyment like do, what I, do you like you, just doing like accomplishing things right so like what like rock climbing for example like I got okay. introduced to that by my husband and mm-hmm. you start out and you're like okay I'm still just okay but I used to not be able to um go down like be able to just like be I was scared oh, the to lay down at the top yeah because I felt like you're gonna fall yeah and why would I, if you're scared of something like that, why would you ever keep doing it? So I just kept doing it until I wasn't scared anymore because I hated that I was scared of it. Yeah. Because I was like, that is not something that I need to be scared of, you know? 
so I feel like for me at least, I don't like, I don't like inadequacies and like that makes me want to be better at it. Okay. So something like that, I guess would be, and like I said, I mean, piano is still something I work on. Yeah. And these days, I mean, that's just for myself. I'm too nervous to play in front of anyone anyways. You won't even play in front of me. You played I, me some record, a couple recordings. I can record myself when I'm by myself. I have really bad stage fright, but that's like since I was a kid. So. It's like I can't, I can't knowingly go in front of a, well, I was just saying in front of a microphone, but here I am. No, but I mean, I, <laughs> here we are. Oh, the irony, us. the irony. But I can't sing. I can't sing. I'm a terrible singer. I oh, fully admit this. It's ridiculous. But I love singing. Do right? you? Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't know that. I really do. Like, I love just kind of rocking out. Like, I, if I'm not listening to a podcast in my do car. Do you sing in the shower? Not usually here. If I... The acoustics aren't that great. But I also know... I'm going to tell you Wait, this. the acoustics in your shower aren't that great? Yeah. Wait. What? You have, there are, like, amazing acoustics in bathrooms. But in yours, there isn't. Well, I'm going to caveat this. Okay, so part of the reason why I don't do it in this in my, in my particular current bathroom situation is because, A, it pipes through all of the vents in my apartment oh, complex. Oh, so everyone would hear you? Like, I can hear Sean when he's in his office or his music room. I can hear him singing through the vents. So mm-hmm. I know that he can hear me singing if I sing in there. You don't want him to hear you sing? He can hear me sing. I actually sang and recorded on a song that he did. I remember that. I have no, no. But then I did like a straight up where Jamie is like the main singer of a song. Why have I not heard this? Because I don't like showing people because it's bad. Maybe in a future episode we will have. We'll play a clip or something. We'll play a clip of Jamie. Um, maybe I'll play it after. I'll play Lead it for you singer. after this episode. Okay. Um, if I can find it, because uh, it's only via. Or her more wine, people. More wine. Maybe the singing um, will come out. But also because the people at my elevator, which is right next to our room, our apartment, I can hear all the dings. I can hear people walking. So that means they can hear me too. And I just, I don't want to subject myself to that. But I do really enjoy singing. And I love singing. Do you sing in the lungs. car? Yeah. I sing with my nieces. I sing with my <clears> sister. <throat> I sing with my, my best friend who is like a singer. Lauren. Lauren. I will sing with her. Like that's... I, there's like no question. I just find I know I'm bad at it. Why do you like it? I don't know. I just I love musicals. You know this about me. And yeah, like when we saw Pitch Perfect. Yes. Yeah, three. Like I couldn't like not. Okay, Pitch automatically Perfect start is to sing. Amazing. I think I like the first one the best. The third one mm-hmm. second best, and the second one. Eh. I don't really remember the second one. Exactly. That was the one where they, yeah, mm-hmm. they went to like the world championship. Wait, Jesse was like not in that one. Okay, sorry, I don't want to give anything away. Um, yeah. So anyway, back to intrinsic extrinsic. I, you know, there are certain things, activities now, and I do think that it's more challenging to kind of figure out what you will do intrinsically as an adult because I think that our time is spent. I just feel like there's. There's not enough time in the world well, we're to all, do what I really want. We're all bogged down by our jobs. I know. It takes up all your but time. But you can't not have a job. I mean, you could. 
I mean, some people. But don't. if I didn't have a okay, if I didn't have a job, you just gotta find we couldn't it. travel to the places we travel. It's we true. couldn't. Sean and I, we were talking about experiences, right? You couldn't buy all this wine. No, I certainly could not. I have. I can't wait for like a legit seller because I just really want to. Oh, it's gonna be great. Um, but like Sean and I are, are about experiences. So like we saw when Paul McCartney was in town. Like we 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 actually saw him twice. We spent. A lot of money per ticket to go see it. More than I have ever spent, ever. And that's like even like one ticket was the price more than I'd paid for two tickets. Right. Ever. <clears throat> because we wanted that experience. We wanted to be a part of Paul McCartney and all that he was. And this isn't just Paul. This is like how I feel about music in general. And just, you know, how we feel about experiences. And like we want to go experience new things and things that we find interesting. And I think that... It might not be easily discernible what we're going to gain from that experience, but I think that that is what makes it intrinsic in nature and not extrinsic. Yeah, you. I, I mean, Adam and I and are huge travelers. Yeah, and it it definitely expands your horizons, and it is true. You get those experiences, but you don't know what you're going to get out of each no, experience. You have no idea, but that's the fun part of it. Right. It's like exploring and adventuring. And what are we going to find and and that type of thing. So, I mean, and that can be outside of where we live, or it can even be like local exploration. Yeah. Like Sean and I just did the Han- we biked the Hank Aaron Trail, uh, oh, a little bit of it, but we'd it's never freezing. seen that before. When no, no. did you do that? This was like in like the fall or something. Oh, okay. It was like one of those hot days in you guys, October. Spring has skipped Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> spring has skipped everywhere. I spring think. is a drunk bitch. So spring. did you see that meme? No. Oh my god. Wait, uh, there's a meme that's spring, go home, you're drunk. It's, no. uh, yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Spring, um, spring is drunk. I need uh-huh. to, I, I need some more warmth. We need warmth. Uh, we'll be kicking back some lighter wines when it comes warm. Yeah, yeah, so as soon as it warms up here, we will be um, DVPing some white wine, some delicious patio pounders. Maybe rosé. Maybe DBP will be recorded outside. Ooh, that'll you be might fun. Hear nature. Fun we can work adventure. that. We can work that. Find that happy balance between the two. And what are those things that you do? Like, like for example, yeah. the, the exercise that we talk about. Yeah, some for people sure. hate it. They do it because they absolutely have to, or they just don't. That's why. Some or they just don't. don't. Yes, this is but true. Some people love it, and I think. Like me, one of these these endorphins that kick in. Like maybe it is some sort of high that you I. Get. It's like when I was running a lot. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, I hate running. How do you run?" I'd be like, "You just, I just feel good." Even today, when I don't run regularly, if I'm just having a real shitty day, or like I just feel like really bad, or like tired, or whatever. Like, although my knees might not like it, like it. I know that if I go on a run, I'm just automatically going to feel better. There is something about that activity that just like so it's, brightens everything. It increases everything. neurotransmitters in your brain. It's like a natural antidepressant. And so I mean, I could why. do something else, I'm sure. But truly, running is like the magic key for me. Yeah. And for me, running makes me hurt. So I don't do <laughs> I know. that. So, but I love spinning because it doesn't make me hurt. And I get those. Yeah. I feel like I do have that. You know, but even if it's like, like I'm thinking about like my personal resolutions for 2018, 
Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, a lot of people tend to do a physical. <laughs> did you just like my voice? <laughs> I know. As soon as I did that, your, the look on your face was amazing. I'm like, um, that's an amazing impression of like that's how your I, internal monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, Jamie's um, intrinsic motivation voice. Sounds like how I like do my husband's voice. Like, hey, man. Like, okay. So anyway, um... <laughs> My, my two goals for this year were not like a lot of people do like physical fitness goals or food goals or I don't know, whatever. I chose two goals. Number one, I'm going to cut all things purple out of my diet. Oh, shut up. Sorry. <laughs> if I've learned anything from all of your articles I've read, you need to eat a rainbow diet. Ah, okay. So Sorry. you can't cut purple out. Sorry. And then um, wa- some wine would be some, cut out. So oh, we no. Can, yeah, we could never cut out purple. That's true. So, although I guess you would have options in, like, garnet and red. Whatever. I mean, I was just making up a color. but I know, but yeah. I loved it. It was appropriate. <laughs> so, but, like, I chose, like, one of them was to read more. Like, I want to read two books a month. And, like... And why do you like to read? A, because I feel smarter. <laughs> Like, yeah. I feel like I learned something from the books. I don't know what. And the thing is, like, I, I'm i not even trying to read, like, the same type of book. Like, I've gone through p- phases in my life where I just read, like, romantic whatever. I don't know, whatever. Oh, like, chiclet. Chiclet, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't read them anymore. They're yeah. so dumb. Um, but they're, they could be interesting beach reads. But, like, I went through a period of time where I wrote, read, like... Jody Pickle books, and those are like sob stories. They're sad and happy all at the same time, but they're like, they tear too much at like my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. I've decided to just kind of like branch out and like read like a wide variety of books so that I feel more educated at this point because I want, I know that there's so much that I don't know, and I want to see like, even if it's just a little snapshot of like a particular piece of the world or a particular experience from people, you know, whether it be autobiographies or you know, nonfiction, things like that. Um, it just helps me. I think it helps me feel a little bit more grounded in like what my life is now and what my, just life in general. And, you know, reminds me of things that have happened, things that could happen, et cetera. Right. But I also, another one was that I ventured to try a bunch of new wines that I've never tried. So, um, are, um, are our listeners going to come on that journey with you? Oh, maybe you could, you could check out my, my personal blog, the exploringwine.wordpress.com and it's exploring wine one bottle at a time. So like the goal is that every week or less than every week, more frequently, um, to try a new varietal. And so the goal is to not repeat any varietals and just expand the palate because I have an issue with white wine. And I would like to overcome that. We're gonna work on that here. That too, relationship guys. that I have with we are. Mind. We've got a few. We've got a few ones up our yeah up our sleeve that are gonna come out later. So, but like as soon as it warms up again, yeah, I think about like you know these these resolutions that people make, yeah. and many I do think are extrinsically motivated. Right. I would venture to say that I think that both of mine are intrinsically motivated because there's really nothing external that is coming from them. Like, it's not like I'm doing book reports and getting grades. It's not like I'm like, oh, I forgot about book oh, reports. shoot, man. I'm going to reread one of the book reports should I we, did. We should do that. We should do book reports. We should read a book 
and do a book Stop report. Stop it. That would you be- want to take out a red pen? Yeah. No, but green is more soothing. Oh, yeah. Listen so to episode three if you don't know that yeah. reference yet. F that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, God for the big wine glass. Yep. Um, yeah, no. I I think we could... That would be a fun little project. It could be. It'd be like a book club, but we'd write something on it. Who do you report to? See, where? what kind of motivation with that? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe that's it more intrinsic. Maybe. Well, if we actually reported to somebody, it would be extrinsic. We should report to somebody. Make it extrinsic? But I need then, a grade. But then it's not fun. <laughs> see? See? I need a grade. See, that's You need extrinsic. a grade. Yes. I don't need a grade. See? Yeah. I just have, like, conversations with Sean in bed at night, and I'm just like... I like put down a book and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I just can't believe this happened. Um, you know, it's just, have you ever read something and then gone to sleep and then dreamt about it? Cause that's happened to me quite often. Uh, no. Oh yeah. Like I'll dream about like if I've been reading right before bed. Yeah. Then I'll like dream about myself as like in the book or the characters. Really? Or, oh yeah. Like hunger games. Like that was interesting. <laughs> When I was reading the Hunger Games. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Not, I mean, not all the time, but. Maybe because I have the physical book that, like, that doesn't happen yeah. to me. But, like, That's I had a I conversation have. with my mom about somebody who had a fire at their office, and guess what I dreamt about that night? I couldn't sleep fire. because I, I dreamt that the building I was in was on fire. It's just like watching a movie. Yes. Scary movie. That's why oh, I don't, don't watch. I can't. Don't. Uh, Jamie and I don't watch scary movies. We don't like them. I don't, I don't like feeling scared. We don't like them. But I am going to a Friday the 13th party this weekend. It's a party. But it's like Jason themed. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. We'll see how long I can stay there. But anyway, um, so let's talk a little bit. I mean, we've talked a lot about like intrinsic, extrinsic motivations. Yeah. But let's let's talk a little bit about the why before um, we close out today. Because okay. I do think that... Uh, I think I think we need to pour a little more so I can I can um, oh so you can pr- really properly taste, taste. so oh, I yeah. I, w- I want to say the thing that attracts me most to this wine is the label oh my god it's beautiful you know I've I've walked by this several so times many times in the wine store and always looked at it and I don't know Sorry. why I've never actually picked it up and bought it um, I don't know but I will I, say I've never seen the other one so this intrinsic wine yeah. company only has two wines. It's this intrinsic Cabernet and intrinsic red blend. Yeah. So I've never, I don't think I've ever seen the red blend. No, I haven't either. I saw it on the website, but no, I haven't actually seen it. Yeah. Um, but it is a new wine, I believe though. They're red blend. So it is the, oh, okay. the label and um, please There's look this up. Them. It'll be on our website um, or you can go to the wine maker's website as well. Um, Girl, did we say this was... Where do we say this is from? Did we say this is from California? It's from Washington. Oh. Guys, we weren't even. No, I think we were saying. Did we say it was from California? I thought you were saying Cab. Oh, Cal. Oh, Cab. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. No, sorry. I was like, wait, cellar in Washington? Say what? Oh, we know what we're talking about, guys. <laughs> Columbia Valley, Washington State. Yeah. <laughs> 14.5% ABV. So 14.5 is pretty high. That is um, But anyways, back to the label. Sorry. As Jamie so uh, eloquently described before we started our podcast that she wishes this was someone's tattoo. 
it um, looks like a tattoo. It is this woman in a red dress, but it's very artistic looking. Um, so, it's like chaos. You know, almost. I'm not even. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna try and describe it. Just look it up. But I think just or look go it up. on Instagram or Facebook page and see it. And you know, if you're talking about like the inner beings of someone, like I feel like sometimes I feel like that inside. This. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, because think about like the inner turmoil that you have. Like, oh yeah. You know, again, and, to and what red. you said before, it's like sometimes. You have to like figure, like you don't know what the best option is going to be. You don't know if it's extrinsically motivated or intrinsically. Like those instances were like, you know, our example was like, if we're like at home and it's like, we could stay at home in our comfy pants, like with like our nice glass of wine, or we could go out, have a glass of wine with our friends, go out partying, maybe dancing. You know, you just don't know. And you know, I love dancing. I know. But and this is sort of like that inner working, I feel, like this like red dress of hers. And it's, and I also think re- the color that they chose, the color red, it signifies that like fieriness. Yeah, you're drawn to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you see, if you've... As I'm telling you, I've walked by it so many times and I don't know absolutely. why I haven't actually bought it. But um, yeah, so <clears throat> anyways, talking a little more just about how the... You know, there's not much to say on how it's made, but I will say that the one thing that really stood out to me is that um, maceration, nine-month maceration. What does that mean? Maceration? Yeah. Maceration, I believe, is when the skins are in contact with the juice. Okay. And so, so it's it nine months, a great must. Is it too long? Is it too short? Well, I think that what they were saying, what I read, was that it's typically a, a much shorter, much shorter period of time, like close to like a month of maceration. And then at that point, what's typically done is that that must, so, okay. So the must is like sort of that great, like the, the, if there are stems in there or the skins themselves are sort of removed, extracted Mm -hmm. from the juice. And then that juice just kind of sits there and ages by itself. Okay. This to me, I mean, this is basically saying that the fermentation process is long delayed and I think that, you know, we have a slightly higher uh, alcohol by volume percentage, 14.5, could be up to 16. Uh, so they're saying 45% of the grapes stayed on the skins after fermentation. Wait, what? 45% of the grapes stayed on the skins after fermentation for approximately, approximately nine months. Yeah, so and that's, then... It's not even... It's interesting how they, like, divide it up. Like, but is it amazing to you? Okay, so in terms of the taste of this particular wine, when, okay, the skin is what's going to pull the, like the tannins are come from your skin contact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one thing that we need to, to remember about that. Um, but considering nearly 50% of the grapes were fermented for a, a ridiculously long period of time with the skins, I'm surprised this isn't more tanniny. No, they stayed on they stayed on the skins after fermentation. No, I know. But like yeah. because tannins are pulled from the skins, but it should be I, tanniny. No, I feel like it is though. I'd say my first sip was, but mm, to me, I get it a lot at the end. A I lot. think it's, it's like almost, a it's almost, I think it's like a like a shoot up. It's not a bell curve, people. It's not a bell curve. But like it like <laughs> It's, you have an initial fruit attack and then like, bam, your tannins are there. But then it, I think it fairly quickly dissipates. I'm the other way around. I'm getting it at the end, like almost like a bitterness at the end. Oh, I get Um, the bitterness for sure. I, I'm totally with you there. I think, I think, you know, and I don't know, 
They talk about how 10% of it was aged in concrete tanks and 45% of it was aged in uh, French, in old French oak. And, and I'm that like, should have, I don't, that should have like mellowed the tannins themselves. And this is a 2016. Oh, sorry. That was a loud rumble with the wine <laughs> bottle. Um, yeah, 2016. So I'm surprised it's not a little bit. Well, maybe it does make sense because if it was aged more macerated more with the tank with the skins you've got that high tannin within yeah. two years it hasn't mellowed that's what i'm saying i'm feeling it i'm feeling that like you get this you get the baked baking spices yeah. undertones too like, with the barrels a, it's a little much for me honestly you know i i feel like it's for, right i feel like with cab i usually like that it is a big fruit kind of flavor and i'm not getting that as much on this and maybe it just needs to Maybe we needed to aerate it. Maybe, it, maybe I don't know. Maybe tomorrow would be different. So um, they recommend, so food pairings, um, they recommend that it you pair it with grilled meats such as lamb, beef, and pork, and seared vegetables, which I find interesting because no one seared ever vegetables. recommends <laughs> vegetables with wine. But... but what so, kind of vegetables? That's I, I, such a vague... I know. They don't really go into it. Not you know? asparagus. I could guarantee you. No. Not artichokes. Those are like very hard to pair vegetables with wine. Green beans? I mean, I don't know. I To be Mushrooms. honest... I would... Okay. Most cabs, I would agree with the lamb and the beef and yeah. the pork. I kind of almost want something sweet with this. I feel like... With this wine? Yeah. Oh, I, you want a dessert? Yeah. You mean like a cupcake that you have on the counter? Yeah, maybe I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some really delicious Super cupcakes. Super delicious looking it's cupcakes. courtesy of my friend Ellen, who brought them over yesterday, Shit. and I kind of want some. And dark chocolate brought by my husband oh. on the table. Oh, shoot. We also, haven't even opened that. Also, and I, but I feel like that's what I need with this, is something sweet, because it's so... To me, at least, yeah, it's that got that bitterness that I'm not quite used to with a cab. Okay, and I, I okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think that so the the chocolate that we have is very dark cocoa. I don't, and I don't know if that I would think be that better. bitter. I think that bit. I think the bitterness from the higher percentage may not be the best. I would agree. With I that. think milk chocolate would probably go better. And the reason why I say milk chocolate. And why I know we drank, we ate uh, chicken. I do think that if we had some sort of steak, like a fattier steak, so tannins. I think that, yes, I think fat could cut this. Tannins are supposed yeah. to be like the reason why. So Cabernet like pair with a steak, and they're not a lean steak, a fatty steak because those fatty, those the fat, the proteins that like get, get all juices. up on your tongues. Get all tongues. get all up on your tongues. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, um, but that is the get tannins possessed. cut that. The tannins basically cleanse your palate, ready for the next bite. It actually is a, it pairs well with foods that are fatty like that. Yeah, so I'm. I, that's why I'm thinking milk chocolate because got that milk fat, more of that milk yes. fat in it, and the sugars. I, and I think that could pair it. I, d- well. I, d- I don't think this wine is one that I'm going to sit and drink by itself. Like I need something no, you with definitely it. Need something with it. It's we've been we've been really pushing through for you guys. Without food, <laughs> we're just drinking it by itself. It, it needs some food. It needs some food. I think it would complement it a lot better. Um, I agree with you. I agree. you know, but 
Anyways, yeah, I do love the bottle. I think it's it's great. beautiful. I, I know they have I an think... artist that designs the label. Um, so you know, I think that that I think it's it's a great label. And please check it out and try the wine. See what you think, and if you have any thoughts, let us know. Otherwise, you know, Cab is one of my favorites in general. This is an interesting one. I, I it's an interesting you know, one. It's not. It doesn't fit into the into the your, what you would expect from a standard no. cab. Which I, you know, that's. I guess that's okay, but you it's know, right. usually when I order a cab, I kind of. It's like a safe bet. Like I'm getting a cab. I know what like I'm getting. Like if you're going out for like a happy hour yeah. drink or something, or just like a beverage, like. You feel like you could sit with the cab and like it'd be like yeah, it's even like keel. it's it's a little more fruity. Yeah, so you know? I would venture to say that this is like sort of like that middle of the road. Um, again, if you are going to be eating with it, this could probably pair well, really well with foods, um, but not necessarily a sit at home by yourself. Uh, Agree. Drink. Anyway, so. That's the DVP take. That's the DVP take on Intrinsic 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon from Columbia, Washington State. Um, And we'll get into a little more of that region on another podcast because I feel like there's a lot of good things coming out of there. We've got some good Washingtons coming up. Um, Anyways, I would say for my final thoughts, you know, as you... Do your activities as you, you know, take part in whatever it is that you do, whether it be in a hobby or something that, you know, you like to on the weekend or your job, you know, why don't you reflect a little bit and ask yourself, like, what is it that motivates you? Yeah. Why are you doing this? And the other piece to that, I would just, I know that sometimes, you know, depending on your situation, you may find that you just don't have a lot of time for a lot of stuff, but I would encourage you, especially if you feel like super overwhelmed by things, just really try to find something, some outlet that you just kind of do something, hashtag you do you, right? Like find something that makes you happy, even if it's for five minutes a day, whether you're, I don't know. Drinking that wine. Drinking that wine, smelling a cork. Smelling a cork. Or, you know. I. That's what I was just doing, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, To each his own, her own, whatever. Um, You know, just find something that will just give you a little bit of a break from the stresses that come with a lot of that extrinsic um, nature that we have. Stressors. The stressors. The pressure. And some of that pressure is good, but at the same time, like, we need to find a balance. And so I, I, you know, I would just say I encourage you, we encourage you to kind of try to introduce some of that into your life because everybody deserves to find happiness in one form or fashion and... We really want everyone of our listeners to... To find your inner DVP. Find your inner DVP. And if it's listening to us for the, you know... We hope it is. Hour-ish <laughs> that we've got, uh, you know, we really appreciate that. That's our extrinsic motivator. But we love being a part of each other's lives, and we love being a part of your lives. So, um, so with that, um, I say thank you for episode four, and pass the wine, bitches. Cheers.